0: Wrestle not against flesh and blood. Victory is a goal for every battle. Get set for an empowerment to conquer in the battles of life as you listen to encounter with the truth. Hallelujah. We give God praise this morning for the privilege to be here. I also want to bless the life of God's servant for the privilege giving me to share God's word with you this morning. I pray that the same grace upon his life shall minister through me to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Throughout this month on the Sundays we have been looking at uncovering the wonders in prayers and fasting. Uncovering the wonders in prayers and fasting. And in this service we are doing the Departre A I want to begin by saying that God's commandments are pathways to our well-being God's commandments are pathways to our well-being In Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So the commandments of God is ordained for our blessings. The commandments of God are not ordained for you as a form of punishment. God's commandment is ordained for you for your blessings, for your well-being. So in his commandments are profits and rewards. Every commandment of God carries profits. Every commandment of God carries rewards. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 15. He says meditate upon these things Give thyself wholly to them That thy profiting may appear to all That your profiting may appear to all So the commandments of God Is ordained for you for a profiting Every commandment of God That you consciously obey releases a certain profit and blessings in your life in hebrews chapter 10 verse 36 he said after you have done the will of god then there shall be a reward for you after you have done the will of god there shall be a reward for you So God's commandments are ordained for you to be a commander over the issues of life. And one of such commandments that carries profitings and rewards is the commandment of fasting and prayers. God's commands are ordained for your well-being one of such commandments is fastings and prayers. In Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 15 to 17. The Bible reads. Let me read from verse 6. It says, Moreover, when ye fast be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father. Which is in secret And thy father which seeth in secret Shall reward thee openly Shall reward thee openly He said for you when you fast There is an acceptable way of fasting When you obey the commandment of fastings and prayers The last sentence is that your God shall reward you openly. So the rewards that are embedded in fasting is something that everybody sees. I declare in your life after this fast, the rewards of God shall be openly seen by everybody in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. So fasting is not a form of punishment. It is a spiritual activity ordained for our open rewards. When you fast, you in your flesh and fasting your spirit. So fasting is not meant to polish you, not to punish you, but fasting is meant to polish you. When you see fasting as a form of punishment, then the rewards in fasting cannot be released unto you. It becomes a hunger strike. So there are rewards that are embedded in prayers and fasting. In First John chapter 5, verse 3, God said, His commandments are not grievous. God's commandments which includes fasting and prayers they are not grievous they are not burdensome but God's commandments are supposed to bring you to a glorious destiny so fasting polishes our spirit it makes our spirit strong They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up. They shall mount up. No believer mounts up in the spirit. Except on the altar of fastings and prayers. Because it is a commandment from God. Disobeying that commandment. Goes with a certain risk and a certain danger. Every commandment of God that we don't obey it goes with a certain consequences. It goes with a certain risk. And failure to obey this commandment of fasting and prayers is you open yourself up to the devil when people believers are no more praying and fasting the devil is allowed to do as he pleases in matthew chapter 13 verse 26 jesus gave a parable A certain man went into the field to sow good seed. but the bible said in verse 26 whilst men slept An enemy also sowed bad seed among the good seeds that the man has sown. When people slack in prayer, when people are sleeping in prayer, the good things that we have sown, the good things that God has sown in our life, the devil it opens us up for the devil to also sow bad seeds so certain bad things have crept into our lives certain bad things have crept into our businesses because a lot of people are sleeping that is the danger in not praying and fasting whilst men slept god gave you good children God gave you a desirable job. God gave you a desirable and a good marriage. But when you are sleeping and slacking in prayer, the devil begins to sow seeds. The devil begins to sow stubbornness. The devil begins to sow failure. So that is the consequences, what we pay for when we are no more praying and then fasting. Especially with Appointed path like this. You allow the devil to do as he pleases in your life. Things are going down in your life. Things are not going up because the devil is sowing seeds as a result of our sleeping in prayer. In Isaiah chapter 56, verse 9, Isaiah. Chapter 56, verse 9. He said, All ye beasts of the field, come to the ye all, ye, all ye beasts in the forest, his watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. Sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Come all oh ye beasts and devour. That is calling demons, demonic recruitment. Come and devolve, Because his people are sleeping. Loving to slumber. So when people are relaxed and no more praying. The danger in it is that beasts, demons begin to eat you up. If you are no more praying. You are no more adhering to the obedience of fasting. Then beast will begin to eat your marriage. Beast, the devil, begin to eat your body. The devil begin to eat your business. That is one danger every believer must avoid. So many people for the problems they are going through is as a result of them loving to slumber. So, we obey the commandment of fasting and prayers to avoid every beast from eating up our treasures. We obey the commandment of fasting and prayers so that we can avoid any devil from sowing bad things in our marriages, in our lives, in the lives of our children. Hallelujah. I pray that you shall not be a victim Of the bad seeds of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. When people sleep, there is demonic exchange. When men are no more praying, the good health that God has given unto you, what happens is that the devil exchanges it and then brings sickness in your life. When you are no more praying and you are loving to slumber, the prosperity God has prophesied over your life. He begins to exchange it. Because we saw a similar example in the Old Testament. When two women slept, the Bible said one slept on her child and then the child died. And quickly in the night whilst men slept, the Bible said that he quickly exchanged her dead child with the child of the other woman who was alive. When we sleep, that is what happened. Demonic exchange. Things that are supposed to be released unto us. The devil has them with his package of sickness, with poverty, with curses. That is why we have to obey this commandment of prayers and fasting. So the commandment is not to punish you, but to polish you. Hallelujah. As we have said, the commandment of God carries profit. There are certain wonders in prayers and fasting. That time we come on the altar of prayers and fasting, we come into contact with. And in this service, we want to look at one of such wonders. On the altar of prayers and fasting, what happens is that it provokes the vengeance of God against our enemies on the altar of prayers and fasting vengeance of God is provoked on our behalf against our enemies in Luke chapter 18 verses 1 to 8 when Jesus was talking about prayer Luke chapter 18 He talked about the parable of one woman who has been disturbing one judge to give her vengeance. And the chapter 18, when you read from verse 5, it said, Yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she will me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. Answer not God, avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless when the Son of Man come shall he find faith on earth. So on the altar of prayer and fasting we have pity Vengeance against our enemies God avenges our enemies for us There are certain people Who have vowed That you will never go forward Except they are dead There are people who have sworn with their life Until vengeance is proclaimed over their life, you will never see your forward movement. Those of us who went to Shiloh, three sisters beautiful, the testimony Papa shared, all of them are not married. Until vengeance was proclaimed, And one uncle died. That uncle said, as long as I live, none of you will ever get married. Until vengeance was released for that uncle to be removed. Those ladies never got married. The same year the uncle was removed. Two of them got married. When they were sharing their testimony, they said the last person was getting ready to marry. You will never have rest until you lay to rest. Certain people who have vowed for you not to go forward. God is a God of vengeance. And he demonstrates his righteousness by rendering judgment. In Second Thessalonians chapter one, Second Thessalonians chapter one, verses six and seven, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, verse seven, and to you who are troubled, rest with. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from the heaven with his mighty angels. There cannot be rest for you. Except those who trouble you are laid to rest. It is a righteous thing for God to render vengeance. There are some people who have put their feet down. That as long as they live. They have sworn to the moon. They have sworn to the devil. That you will never go on in life. Except God renders vengeance on your behalf. You will never have rest. On the altar of prayer. That is what we do. When we cry out unto God. Vengeance is released on our enemies. In Psalm 94, Psalm 94, there are some people who speak proudly. Verse 1 said, O Lord God to whom vengeance belongeth, O God to whom vengeance belongs, show thyself. Verse 4, how long shall they alter and speak? How things? and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves. They speak proudly. They speak proudly. When we go, let's have time and read this. And then the last verse, he said that, but the Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity, and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. I declare into your life, Anyone that is hindering your forward movement. May the Lord cut them off in the name of Jesus Christ. There are workers of iniquity. Who have sworn. That you will never enjoy in your marriage. There are workers of iniquity. They work iniquity. That is what the Bible says. On their bed. That as long as they are there. You can never see the fulfillment of any prophecy over your life. Until vengeance is rendered and they are cut off. You will never have rest. Why does God bring vengeance? Why does God bring vengeance? One, in order to stop wickedness. And end the afflictions of the believer. In order to stop wickedness. And end the afflictions of the believer. In Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 11. Evil multiplies. When vengeance is not raised. Wickedness multiplies. When there is no vengeance. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 11. He says, Because sentence against evil, evil work, is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Because vengeance is not executed speedily, therefore evil multiplies. So until vengeance is raised on your behalf, To cut off your enemies. Wickedness in your life will continue to multiply. So God raises vengeance. So that wickedness can be stopped. We saw in the life of the Israelites. In Exodus chapter 11 verses 1 to 7. Then also in Exodus chapter 3 verse 19. God knew it. Chapter 3 verse 19. He told Moses. And I am sure that the king of Egypt. Will not let you go. No. Not by a mighty hand. And I will set out my hand. And smite Egypt. With all my wonders. Which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that. He will let you go. And after that. He will let you go. So before vengeance not by a mighty hand he will not let you go but after vengeance then he will let you go so that is the main reason why god renders vengeance on behalf of his people because until vengeance is raised before that he will not let you go but after vengeance he will let you go in the life of Esther, we saw in the life of Elisha, Elijah, that these people would have been cut off except God raised vengeance on their behalf. Elisha was climbing a mountain and the Bible said the children were mocking him. They were mocking him and he called on God and then a beast came to devour all the children. And the Bible said said, and the fear of Elisha came upon all the people around. That is what God will do for you. When God raises vengeance, it declares you a touch I heard the testimony of one man who shared his testimony, this man who has been fighting him. And one time. This man came into contact. They were exchanging words. And the man said. If by tomorrow you are not dead. Then he said. He mentioned a certain God's name. Then that God is not God. And the guy also said. My God of vengeance. Will avenge my cause. He said. The next day never breaks. And that guy. God, by his vengeance, removed that guy from there. He said at the funeral, the people were discussing, but we have been telling this man never to fight any winner. We have been telling this man never to... That is what vengeance does for you. It places on you a touch not. When they see you, they know he it, is not part of them. All. That is what God vengeance does for his people. Hallelujah. Also, for you to lay hold of your inheritance, vengeance must be released by God on your behalf. In Joel chapter 2, verse 17. Joel chapter 2. Verses 17 He says Let the priests Let the ministers of the Lord Weep between the porch and the altar Let them pray and say Spare thy people O Lord Give not thy heritage to reproach That the heathen should rule over them Wherefore should they say among the people is their God? Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. And what will that jealousy do in the life of his people? Yea, the Lord will answer them and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. And I will no more make you a reproach among the hidden. When God releases vengeance, you can never be a reproach. He said, but I remove far off from the northern army and will drive him into the land barren and desolate with his face towards the east and his, and his hinder part towards the outermost sea. And his things shall come up and his ill sabot shall come up because he has done great things. All these will happen because when we cry, God brings vengeance. And when vengeance is released, the inheritance, the heritage of God is released into your life. Hallelujah. So on the platform of vengeance. Also in Isaiah chapter 35 verses 4. He said... Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. So, and then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. And the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man live as an heart. And the, the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert; and the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land spring of water. In the habitation of dragons, where it lay, shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And you move on, and you look at what God does for His people when vengeance is released. Hallelujah. Lastly why does god bring vengeance for the fulfillment of what is written for the fulfillment of what is written in luke chapter 21 verse 22 there are certain prophecies certain things written about your life that can never be fulfilled except Vengeance is raised on your behalf. Verse 22 said, For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. That which all things which are written may be fulfilled. So all things written about your life may be fulfilled. On the platform of vengeance. Also in Psalm 7 verse 9. There are certain things God has said that cannot be established. You can never be established except there is vengeance raised on your behalf. So God renders vengeance on our behalf. One, to stop wickedness. For us to lay hold of our inheritance. And then for the fulfillment of whatever God has written about our lives. Hallelujah. But you see, that... All the scriptures that we have read. God knows your situation. But will never come in to bring vengeance except you cry. He said, let the priests and the ministers weep and cry within the porch. Then God shall be jealous. So what sets up the jealousy of God to bring vengeance on your behalf is on the altar of prayer. So the things that vengeance will do for you is as a result of your crying unto God. Hallelujah. So on the altar of prayer and fasting, vengeance is released on our behalf. Finally, how do I provoke God's vengeance on the altar of prayers and fasting? How do I provoke? God's vengeance on the altar of prayers and fasting. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 34. Proverbs chapter 6 the verse number 34. For jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. Some version the man there uses husband. For jealousy is the rage of a husband. Therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. One main attitude that releases vengeance on our behalf, on the altar of prayer is the attitude of love for God. Becoming God's wife. Somewhere in Isaiah he said that thy maker is your husband. So the love of God is what stares up vengeance for you on the altar of prayer. When you are married to a man, the Bible is saying that he will not spare on the day of vengeance. When you are married to the God of vengeance, You are a lover of the God of vengeance. Then in the day of vengeance. When you cry to him. He will not spare your enemies to bring vengeance. In Zechariah 7 verse 13. Because he cried. And they did not hear. They will also cry. And the Lord will also not answer. It is your affection for God. That makes him respond in vengeance towards your cry. God cannot respond on your behalf. If you are not a lover to him. You must be a lover of God. For him to stir up vengeance. In Isaiah chapter 43 verse 4. Isaiah 43 verse 4. He said, Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. God can only render vengeance for you on the altar of prayer only when you are a lover of him. You are precious in my sight. Therefore I have loved thee. Therefore I will give men for thee. Hallelujah. So vengeance on the altar of prayers can only be relieved when you are a lover of God. The retreat we went through the proofs of your love for God. I want to quickly go through about four of them. Proofs of your love for God. One, obedience and love for his way. Obedience and love for his way. John chapter 14 verses 15 and 21. John chapter 14 verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. 21. He that keepeth my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So our love for God's way, our obedience to his word is what proves that we love God. If you say you love God and you don't love his way, you find it very difficult to obey him. Then there is a question mark on your love. What proves the sincerity of your love? is your love for God's word whereby you don't struggle also to obey him. Abraham was a friend of God. And the Bible told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. And the Bible said immediately. He never struggled in obeying God. David was a lover of God. He never struggled in obeying God. He said, how I love thy word. It is my meditation all day long. So what proves that you love God? is your love, passion for his word. And your delight to obey him. Hallelujah. Number two, your proof of your love is love for his kingdom and his house. Love for his kingdom and his house. When you meet two people who are really and truly in love, they project the interest of each other. So, if you are a lover of God, Then you must project God's interest. You must project His kingdom. If you are a lover of God, then you are a lover of His kingdom. You are a lover of His house. If you struggle in coming to God's house, take your love test. Because I have never seen a wife or a husband... That says that I, I I I I struggle, who are truly in love. I struggle to get back to my house. If you struggle to come back to, to come to the presence of God, in fact, when you are truly in love, you 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 have the delight to always be in the presence or the company of that person. The other time Pastor Saki came here he shared one story that when he was in a relationship with one lady sometimes he would come from work he's tired but he would drive from Tema to Akra sometimes not to say anything but just to look at the face of the lady If you struggle to come into the house ha- like somebody have to beg you before you can come into the house take your love test lover of God is a kingdom promoter. You love his kingdom. Everything about the kingdom moves you. You are a laborer in the kingdom. That is, David said in someone, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Psalm 122. Psalm Psalm 84. He said that verses he said I would rather be a doorkeeper a security in the house of God than to be an honorable man elsewhere he loved God he loved God so I would rather be a security man in the house of God than an honorable man somewhere so your love for God is proved and seen in the way you approach things of the kingdom your service in the kingdom, your labor in the kingdom. Number three, your love is also proved or seen, your love for God, by the love that you have for your neighbor. First John chapter 4 verse 20 to 21. By the love that you have for your neighbor, you can't see your neighbor struggle. And you say you love God. And you have the power to be able to help him. Or her. And look on. If you love God, people will be your concern. You love people. If you love God, it also means that it it moves on to soul winning. You don't want to see people perish. So it is your desire and your heart burning. to always want to bring people from hell into the kingdom of life. And then lastly if you are a lover of God you will be a delightsome giver John 3 16 and for God so loved the world and he gave his only begotten son the proof of your love is in your giving and David loved God and the things that he gave for the house of the Lord, he alone, was more than all that the people of Israel gave one man, and Solomon loved God and He sacrificed thousands of oxen unto God. So the proof of your love is in your giving to God. In second Corinthians chapter eight, verse eight. I speak not by commandment but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich said for your sake he became poor and ye through his poverty might also become rich. Hallelujah. The proof of your sincerity. When you move on it talks about the giving grace of the Methodian Church. so the proof of your love is in your giving to God the giving of your substance the giving of your time the giving of your talent unto God that is what proves that you love God and when all these things are seen in your life then God can be moved on your behalf to always render vengeance on, to, on your behalf against your enemies I pray that by the end of this fasting, vengeance shall be rendered on your behalf in the name of Jesus Christ. That every satanic priest that have said you will never see rest, have vowed that you will never see the multiple grace, may the Lord avenge your cause for you in the name of Jesus Christ. You want to be on your feet and you want to lift up your voice? We hope you have been blessed by the word. We would love to have you worship with us at Congress Global Ministries, located at British Sailor Society, Takrady, near the Harbour Gate. Or call us on 0243-287-958 or 246 278 You are blessed.